Welcome to the Shark Pod, the podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? Welcome to another episode of the Shark Pod. We are coming from Greystone's studios live. It's a Friday night. Uh, we've got Mark Baker out there in uh, Greystones. I always say that now. Fucking, uh, it's <laughs> Glenagiri out there in Glenagiri. We'll edit that bit out, and we've got a we've got our guest here as well, Connor Lynch um, of Self Makers. Um, so we're going to have a chat with him all about business, all about uh, what he's doing um, with that with that business, trying to get people to um, build a business around themselves. I guess. Um, hey, Connor, would you mind giving us a little primer? The people out there listening, uh, what's what's the story behind Connor? Oh, a little primer, uh, yeah. how long you got? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's great to join you guys, and thanks for the invitation. It's really great to, to um, support you, telling stories about business, and have a bit of banter on a Friday evening. I wish we were in a pub um, having uh, having this chat, but yeah. we'll make the most of it. So my background is just, and I suppose very quickly, I studied marketing, so a marketing degree, then went to Smurfish, got so a postgrad from there. Um, dig, digital marketing didn't exist, but I, I saw it emerging about 96, 90, 95, 96. And I said, look, that, that, that's where it's at. Now I'm, now I'm really interested in technology. And I managed to blag my way into a technology company in, in Cavan to do sales and marketing for them for some software products that they had. And I've never left technology or digital marketing ever since. And that's, so that's 22 years ago. Wow. And along the way, it's been, um, been a mix of employment um self-employment um, being an employer and side hustling and it's been a very very interesting journey there's loads and loads of little stop-offs along the way in my linkedin and that's kind of what led me to where i am now perfect and what would how would you uh, describe self makers as a as a entity as a project as a as a company yeah, so um, I didn't really know what it was uh, when lockdown started. I just sold Connector, which was a digital marketing um, and innovation studio. I just sold that in, at the end of February, early March last year. And I had this idea around self-makers. I had the logo. I had I had the, the domain name and I and I dabbled a bit. I knew roughly it was something to do with build, being your own business or be your own boss or personal branding, helping people. you know, that might be like me that are, you know, want to have a varied career or will have a varied career. So I started exploring um, how do I help? How do do I look back on my career, try and get some learnings that I can then help other people on a similar journey? So it's what it is. It has um, it has become uh, two two workbooks which are completed, which are about 70 or 80 pages. There's some there's lots. It's all original material. There's um, lots of interviews in there as well. There's a web application, which is the radar, which helps people to give them to rate themselves as a self-maker, gives themselves a score out of 100. Um, and I think that I like that because it gives themselves a score and then a reason to, to try and aim for higher. So you get 50, you can go for 60, you can go for 70, you can go for 80. Nice. And it's, um, I'm trying to bring digital, uh, digital tools into, uh, into this space as well as the educational, the standard education material. So it's, it's a number of tools. It's got, it's a lot of content. Um, it's now turning that into educational programs, short form, short form programs, video, video, uh, blended learning, etc., And, I'm sure there'll be more, but that's where and I'm talking to some companies and brands about partnerships where they can leverage this this learning and this content and, and what I've got and try and use that as a way to engage their current clients or, or, or partners, etc. It's so interesting right now with the lockdown, with people <laughs> getting a little taste of uh, kind of doing their own thing at home. Like we've talked yeah. about this in different yeah. contexts over the last uh, over the last year or so. And um it, it is kind of opening up a lot of the people that are at home that are good at managing what they're doing um, might think, well, why don't I maybe fire the boss and see if I can do uh, this on my own? You know, what's if I'm doing all of the, the kind of legwork here and they're not even providing an office anymore, it seems uh, kind of redundant to have a, uh, a boss. Do you know what I mean in that way? But that's... I think, I think one of the big fears that people have is going out on your own is literally going out on your own. And was was self makers born out of that experience of 
you know, feeling like, like we said earlier off air, like you maybe hadn't got someone to bounce ideas off, you know, as some sort of support network or group behind you to give you a bit of confidence and a bit of structure. Yeah. Well, I think connect connector was the previous business and that started off with meetups, social meetups for the digital community, for the early stage entrepreneurs that I knew in Dublin 12 years ago. So I, I had already been connecting with that group and leading that group in certain events and and connector then moved into helping bigger brands like Huawei and Volkswagen and Benacall and we ended up migrating away from the people that I had originally um, connected with and I felt that I had some fun unfinished business that these people and there's more and more of them and it was a growing community of people that are on their own that are trying to set up businesses on their own. And I found through my work with even with enterprise boards and enterprise Ireland and some of the universities like Manute, that I just thought the, the education, the way that we were, that these people were being uh, supported wasn't really great, that there could be, it could be better. There could be more measurement. There could be more focused learning, not trying to tell them everything, yeah. but really tell them, but, you know, focused in on, um, they, they people what they need to know not everything and, and that uh, they don't need to do an MBA to be successful on your own but I, I so I just thought there could be better and though that group of people there's more of them they still need some support could I go back and revisit that problem and see could I come up with something that might be interesting and maybe you know product and more of a product rather than a service yeah. that's again something else that I wanted to try and focus on is um you know, not setting up another professional services company, more focus on a product company. Is I wonder these days. So I, I'm out of college, uh, and I went to Smurfit as well. I, I know you did the uh, the marketing uh, practice one, which was always like yeah. those guys were serious about marketing. I remember they were like they were you know dressed professionally all the time and stuff like that. Um, I was in strategy, so we were kind of the, the kind of guys yeah. thinking about things, uh, but never ever actually taking any action. But um, the so I've been out of college for probably eight years, nine years, maybe. Um, yeah. I wonder, has things changed a little bit? Are people in universities, are they thinking, I don't want to get a job. I'll just do, I can do this. Uh, I'm good at AWS cloud computing. I can just bill out on, on an hour and do that in Bali. Or is, is that, do you think that's happening at all? Or is it still, I got to get my MBA. I've got to do the ACA exams. What do you think about that? Um, I think there's definitely a lot more people that think they can do it on their own. They can, whether it's they want to be an influencer, more, I think 70% of people think that they're they're very creative. So lots and lots of people think they can, yeah, I can do it. I don't know how they, after COVID, whether it's going to, that'll knock the confidence and, you know, mm. and the risk, uh, um, make people more wary about taking a risk. But uh, I did some research in December and it was the Southmakers Pulse survey. And we found that uh, I think 72% of people are anticipating some type of career turbulence this year, whether, whether it's a new job, a new side hustle, a new venture, that, that's a, that, is kind of, that it adds up to 72%. So that's quite a lot of people that are, whether it's, whether it's by design or by accident. So there's a lot more, a lot more uh, people changing and there's a lot more op- op- opportunities and uh, humans, I think, are generally, you know, you know, most of us are quite confident. People that you listen to your show are probably quite confident, you know, and learning and learning, listening to a podcast about business. So they're trying to learn new skills and come up with new ideas. So there's there's lots of opportunities. Um, but again, it's very unusual times that uh, that it's not normal that you're forced online and it has to be online and the, all the old the, a lot of the other ideas that revolved around the real world are just kind of on hold and that must be yeah. really really tough for a lot of people and you know what uh mark we and mark talked about this before uh when i when the year i left college was the i think it was like 2010 i left my undergrad and it was real kind of not much happening for the it was kind of scary coming out of, there's no graduate jobs and that type of thing it was still kind of sluggish yeah. and i think if you were coming out of university this year with the COVID stuff, I think you would be shitting yourself. What do you think, Mark? Do you know that would have been just, you can't even, you know, the old route of just moving to London if you're an Irish guy with a good mm-hmm. degree or mm-hmm. off to Canada or something, even that is cut off. I think that's going to cause 
untold stress on the on the youth and they can't even mix together and like they're yeah. just living online and when you're coming out when you're coming out of college say it's a business uh, degree you're going into a, a big four firm like i did like you need so much support and i'm sure they're trying to provide that now but that must be very very difficult you have a hundred graduates coming in never worked probably never worked a proper desk job in their life and they're, they're literally not even in they're still not at the desk they're at home in their bedrooms with, with a laptop and it's tough work well i did audit and it's very difficult and without anyone to bounce ideas off or even friends to, to just do my work for me, <laughs> you know, that was, it, it, I would have found it very, very difficult. And then you don't even have the the good things, which are the nights out and the, the groups and, and all the training and stuff. So I'd say it's really, really difficult. Yeah, I, 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 I feel sorry for them. Yeah. But I never even thought about that, the, that element of it's kind of like the first job is it is fun because maybe you've left college, you're, you're making a, a few bob for the first time, even if it's only a small amount. Like I went into Davy Stockbrokers after college after Smurfit, um, and although I didn't really like the work, it wasn't. And if you want to look at the back catalogue, we and Mark get deep into why it wasn't really for me, uh, but it is for a lot of people. Um, but that two years of uh, I made great friends there. We're all the same age coming in. We're going at we we're working in the city centre. You know, yeah. I moved out for the first time. <laughs> you know, so uh, it was great. Yeah. But anyway, um, so the just. Be, let's let's have a little chat about the the the, the agency that you're uh, that you were just sold. When did you uh, actually kind of divest from that? Um, it was the deal was pretty much done in February 2020, and then it nice. was signed in March 2020. And it, it COVID was just emerging, and it didn't scupper the deal much to my relief. Nice because I I I, I knew there was a recession coming. There was a recession due every 10 years, approximately. Yeah. And I'd set up Connector and gone full-time at it 10 years previously. And I didn't want to be around for another recession. So I really wanted to try and move on. And um, I'm lucky enough we um, were able to sell it to Gra- Granite Granite Digital. Okay. And uh, they were mer- doing a number of mergers and acquisitions throughout um, the previous years. There was a good fit. The team from Connector were all moved across. Nice. The, the the brand and the websites and a lot of the good stuff um, we had in clients and all the rest moved across. And I was, um, you know, happy to to part ways and say goodbye to marketing agency land uh, and just move on to this uh, new venture or, or or whatever. I just wanted to try and do something something new. So it was a ten year project. The the Connector. It was pretty much, yeah, I, I always thought it'd be faster. You know, you yeah. think you build something and it's, you know, sell it. And, but it, it, it's, was, um, it's, it ended up being a very crowded space. So mm. the social media, digital marketing space, it was so, it's so easy to enter. It's like the barriers to entry are non-existent. And that's why I entered it mm. because I could. And, you know, it's easy to set up. You can, like, there's so many people can set up a, an agency. Just put up a holding page and you're an agency. Yeah. And I trained so many of them when I was in the Digital Marketing Institute. I trained so many of them. And next thing they're, they're setting up digital marketing agencies. You know, yeah. and I might have only told them a fraction of what I know or, yeah. you know, they, they would have zero experience. And I have, might have 15 at that time or 20. Yeah. Um, but next thing they're, they're, they're competing with me. But a, a, a client who doesn't really know their stuff mightn't even know the difference because, you know, because uh, they can use their, uh, they can blag, blag it. Yeah. fake it till you make it so um i i had enough of working in that space and i just thought i'd and i also wanted to move from pure marketing into more business so helping businesses with their business not just their marketing yeah. you know so that was a big thing for me and then helping people with their with helping individuals as well as helping brands i've done most of my career helping brands in the last number of years i wanted to get back to helping individuals and particularly with their careers so it was kind of just a yeah. few things that were things that the directions I wanted to 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 go in. And it's good timing as well. And just I like it. Just to, to talk about personal branding. Then I think that's so important. Then and, and I know yeah. that that you think so as well. Um, even if you're working somewhere, I still think it's important to have your own personal brand. And that was actually yeah. taught to me by by my old boss. Actually, who said he said you know I always think of Mark Baker Inc. You know. You're working within this company, but you are your own personal brand. And I, I always thought that anyway. And I do have a unique thing with the art. I'm an yeah. accountant and an artist and stuff like that. And and that's what people know me as. But but that often, you know, it, it, it open. It just 
it gets you in front of people, you know, it gets people interested, it catches their eye, then a conversation. I'm just looking for an intro. All I need is the intro. And because whether that might be a painting, it might be to do a business, to do a recruitment, but it might come from a painting. Yeah. So that kind of personal brand is really important. Yeah. And it's something that people yeah. probably don't really um, think is important or, or put too much effort in, in at an early age. Um, I, I I agree. And it's hugely important. And I hope people are a lot more aware of it now. I did my first, I had my first personal brand website in 1999 when I went to Australia on a, on a, a one-year visa. And I ended up using, that helped me get a four-year business visa nice. because I knew how to put up a website. And it just kind of showed me, um, it differentiated me from other people. So, so since then, I've always been very strong on personal brand and some of the personal brands I've had, like Connector was a personal brand. It's a play on my, it's a play on my, my name. So, and the one before that was even, was very edgy. It was called Conman. So I Conman t-shirts and it was suspiciously good t-shirts. And um, good. I like it. It was just, it was, and it was uh, based around this gangster type character. And I made some short movies and I showed some gangster t-shirts and it's something I, I'm thinking about bringing it back now because it's I've had a you know a little break from it. I I spent too much time at it. It was too edgy, but nowadays edgy is cool. Yeah. You know nowadays yeah. things are much 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 uh, are very very different. But again, what you're doing and what I was doing, I was I was learning. I was learning by doing. I was learning graphics. I was learning, you know, a little bit of early stage e-commerce. I was learning about uh, doing video. I was and and websites. So. It, Conman became connector and now I'm focusing on self-makers, but self-makers helps people with their personal brands. Yes, for sure. It's, what would be the kind of core, fun, sorry, the core kind of fundamental things to have in place, say for, let's, let's say you're coming out of college, you know, to have your personal brand. Obviously it's, it's going to be unique to you, which, which is important, but you know, yeah. what are the kind of, some of the platforms that you want to be on, you know, what should you, should you be trying to get as many people, as many followers or viewers or friends as possible? What should you say? What should you not say? Cause you can actually have a bad personal brand as well. Yeah. I think um, for starters, see, can you get your domain name, you know, just try and get your name, get your name, get your domain name and whether stick a stick initial in the middle. So if it's Connor Lynch, Connor P Lynch, if all the Connor Lynches are gone, but it's, it's, it's before you do that, it's just thinking about, you know what direction you want to go in your career what's important for you so it's, it's really a bit of self-analysis there's lots of tools that are available and i can point people to some of those if they get in touch but it's really understanding who, who you are where you want to go and um, because you know maybe it's not about your name personally maybe it's more about a, a play on your name or it's like connector became i didn't want it to be about connor lynch i wanted it to be about more than me so that if in case i hired people you know, I wouldn't, that, that they wouldn't, people wouldn't, a uh, client would say, well, actually, I only want to deal with Connor yeah. because it's Connor Lynch. Wouldn't have been able to sell it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yes, yes, it would be much more difficult. So I was thinking about that very, very early stage. So it was, it was a personal brand, but it was not my name. Yeah. So that's another option that people can, can keep um, in, in mind because then you're, you can scale it beyond yourself um, while still having your identity built, you know, built into it. Mm -hmm. But um, I think uh, I've always said for many, many years that uh, social networks will come and go. Like I, this was from the time MySpace and Bebo were around. I said, social networks will come and go. Get your website, get your domain name, because that's where you'll always have that. And even now you can see where um, social networks still come and go. And and now it's, if, um, it's so difficult to get traffic on different social networks. So really focus, if you're going to spend a little bit of time and small bit of budget, get your, get, get your own domain name, get your little one page website at least, and then have the social networks around that, that are, can be interchangeable. But from a business point of view, I think you really have to start looking at, really look at LinkedIn for starters. Yeah. And put some, let's put some content out there. I think even I, I, yeah. I was thinking about this the other day, Mark, because, we talked to somebody on the podcast and he had done a lot of kind of kind of different things. Do you know what I mean? Like, and we that's why it was so interesting to talk to him and people like you have done. It's not just one kind of career track that they're they're on. And I was thinking, like, if you're working on your personal brand, if you are uh, just want to be, that's not really important about how people see you that much. But like, say, if you just want to have a, a well-rounded uh, kind of life, you can you can do a lot of things that people 
you should focus on things that people can't stop you from doing via interview or via selection process. Like uh, we're saying to Mark, like, you know, the TEDx thing. If you want to, if you had something to say, you could go do a TEDx somewhere. You could um, start uh, a blog, a YouTube channel on anything, on unboxing stuff, on anything. You know, just, just have some sort of presence like that. And any type of, yeah. like Mark Baker just published a, uh, I don't know if that's that's uh, up in uh, in yeah it's uh, up yeah 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 he just published a, a book because he's been a best man uh, loads of times so he's published a book on how to be a best man just like now that's something else to talk about something else that kind of differentiates yourself from like, if you just wait around for people to say okay you can manage these people or <laughs> do you know what I mean I think a lot of people are kind of waiting and saying well I we- can only do so if if people tell me I can do it they're asking waiting for permission Mark what do you think. Yeah, but that's the beauty of the side hustle. You can actually have your, your if you want and you don't want to take the risk and you're just like that, you can actually have your safe career and have anything else that you want to do on the side. The only thing that's stopping you is hours in the day. And there's more hours in the day now, especially now because you're at home. Yeah. Not not to say that you'd be slacking off in work or anything, but you don't have your commute. Yeah. You don't in the morning, in the evening, you have everything at your fingertips. YouTube's the great equalizer. Nothing's stopping you. I think I think it's, there's never been a better time to actually do something that you enjoy and make money from it. And look, and, and it's not all about making money. And I know that. And actually the shark pod that what we're doing now actually is probably the only thing that I don't actively try to make money on, but I'm actually interested to see where that goes because I'm actually not putting too much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. And it's we're just getting in touch and it's just, even this year it's grown legs. So it's really, really interesting to see. Yeah. I, I agree totally with all of that. Um, and just to bring on from from personal brands, personal brand, and you talk about there, um, like a minute ago, about what you're good at, and you know, you can. I think the next thing from personal brands is to move on into communities. So, what are you good at, and and create a community or find a community of people who are like you, or or or, or that you can serve, or you know, etc. So, um, like years and years ago, I ran events for um called tribes so connector tribes and it's always so a very good book by seth godden about tribes and people uh, tribes are groups of people that connect with with one another and they connect with an idea so another thing when you're developing your personal brand is if you can't find people in ireland or online that love the same thing as you create a create a community just get put up put up the put up that flag and say i'm the guy who cares about goldfish you know, yeah. and let and bring the rest of the goldfish fans in with you, and 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 create, own that space. So, so that's the next level up from you know from understanding your identity and your personal brand, but know where you're going and try and bring that into it. But then build communities or join communities, and that's part of the the self makers model, which is on app.selfmakers.com, where I let people to rate themselves. It rates your 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 identity. It also rates. So this starts with the person, then looks at their the net, their network. So partners, clients, advisors, community, team. Start building your team even before, even when you're on on your own. Stop thinking that you're on your own. You've got a team. I'm in your team. Mark is in your team. You know your designers on your team. Your accountants on your team. You know start thinking bigger than yourself. And these are the kind of ideas that I bring across in the self makers model is to try and these things are crucial to, to start thinking about now, about yourself, your identity, your community. Then you move into your idea. What's your idea? Have you an idea? How are you going to make money? What's the model, etc. Learning those uh, fundamentals and then operations. How, do you, how are you going to run this? How are you going to create value? And how are you going to count the money at the end with the finances, etc. So you're right. There's never been a better time to, to swat up at home. And I hope that I'm, I, I can help people swat faster. So rather than spending 10,000 hours, like as Malcolm Gladwell would say, to learn something, I think you can learn things a lot faster now. So, that, so the goal is to learn it in 1,000 hours where it used to be 10,000 hours. So these are, these are way things I want to help people succeed faster than I did and learn from my mistakes without having to trip over them all again. And that's if I can help people in that way, um, where you know, um, that is my me achieving my goal and helping people with their personal brands and monetize their talent. These are these are this is what I want to try and help people with. Monetize yeah. like the talent. I like that. Skipping that might skipping be the, the queue as well. You're not having to put that ten thousand hours in. 
Yeah. Any any time where we can yeah. skip the queue, we're, we're all about that. I'm, I'm thinking now. I've had a, a little baby recently, and I'm thinking when he oh, grows up, I'm thinking. Thanks very much. I'm thinking like, how can we, how can we set him up to skip queues? What queues is he going to be in? And I'm kind of ticking off. I'm saying, okay, he might have this hurdle or something. I know you don't want to, you know, wrap anyone in, in cotton wool, but you want to put something in our mind. And say, okay, if you want to do this, uh, you know, like for instance, if he wants to be in like a, I looked up. For example, the Royal College of Surgeons. I'm like, okay, if he wants to be a surgeon, he can go in the normal way. But he has a Canadian passport because I was born in Canada. So he can go in as an international as well. Skip a queue there. Do you know what I mean? It will yeah, cost yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. But my point is, I'm trying to think of ways, angles uh, to make sure that he's uh, getting the advice that, you know, there was no one there really in my life that was like a career planning planning person. Do you know what I mean? I've been winging it for a uh, long time yeah. ever. I so, think a lot of people are like, I think a lot of people are like that. Um, I certainly was like that. Um, you know, I know I did get a little bit of advice from an uncle who's in San Francisco, you know, nice. advice and encouragement. But this is a long time ago where there was no internet. There was, yeah. it was pretty much you get a job and then you climb the ladder. And yeah. so now it's, it's very, very different. But education is always like decades behind where it needs to be. Even like we were, I, I made a, a lot of, I made I made a career as a digital marketing trainer because edu- because universities weren't delivering digital marketing training, so I, I did that for a few years, through companies like Digital Market Institute who were filling a gap because universities didn't teach this. Yeah. Then they caught up. I do think now as well that solopreneurs and self makers they're just not they're just not catered for. Yeah. You just don't learn it in college. And there was a study recently in the US um, by Freelancer Union and Upwork. And it says like 89% of freelancers feel that they are not prepared for their career education wise. So like nearly everybody feels that they're not prepared for this type of work that, that and this type of uh, um, life journey that we're, that we're on because um, it doesn't exist. It's, it's, it's a brand new world out there as well. Like if you could like, the, there's a few things that I really like I think me and Mark have talked about this as well on, on the podcast. I think this kind of shift is going to be there's going to be a there's two I think two big things will come out of it and probably more obviously but two kind of ones that I'm kind of thinking of. One is the gig gig economy where I'm you're just going to purchase value from me, knowledge from me, creativity, whatever mm. uh, at a at a rate, uh, and I don't want to answer to you after that. So I just want that money, and then I want to go to Marbella or something, whatever. <clears throat> Maybe not. I don't know why Marbella. I don't like that. Anyway, so, and then the the second thing is the people who are not really uh, producing value at home will find it more difficult because it's anything that's anything that can't really be measured. That's kind of like admin and stuff. I feel like can be sent elsewhere quite easily. Do you know what I mean? And then it's kind of a sort by price on those types of jobs, which is not where you want to be. You know. Yeah, there's there's um, yeah, virtual assistance and offshoring, mm. and that's been around for quite a while. And uh, the four hour work week, you know, um, espouses that. Yeah. And so yeah, there's um, it's really looking at what are your skills and you know what skills do you have now um, that are marketable. You know, maybe through whether it's through um, micro, you know, through a micro deal with somebody or a long term, short term contract or long term contract or a job. And, and it's really doing the skill, skills audit. What skills do you think you will need in the next few years? And just start swatting up on them, yeah. you know, and whether it's you read a book or you, you know, go on, on YouTube or you start dabbling and you just, you know, just make, make, make it yourself or just try and, or, or I, I work with some interns. So we've got some interns from the UK from on our, who are graduates from uh, on an Erasmus program. They've no experience until they work with me. And then three months later, they the last two got jobs straight away because it's all about experience, skills, confidence, and um, and being in demand and going to markets that are in demand. And no one's going to hold your hand. You really have to do this thinking for yourself. And that's what I, again, try. It's it's, it's the wake-up call for, 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 for a lot of people. And I'm quite happy to chat to people, invite them to my events, the virtual events. There's three on the next couple of weeks. They'll be on all the time come along it's free events just to just to dip your toe in the water and see what could you do with your career to kind of bring it to the next level love that idea um, 
for the for your kind of clients in in self makers, what kind of careers or what areas of business are are popular at the moment? Yeah, it's quite mixed. But um, on my back, I've I've I'm quite good connections in technology. A lot of people who connected with me through LinkedIn, et cetera, would be in technology space. So I, I there's there's quite a few in range technology. It's still quite early stage. But what I do, what I've, I've, I've positioned it purposely that people that have a job currently could feel comfortable coming into one of the events because, you know, it's helping them improve their career and climb up that ladder faster. That's fine. But then maybe secretly they're thinking about a side hustle. Or maybe now they're an entrepreneur and they're thinking, well, actually, I want this to succeed or else I'm going to have to go off and get a job. So there's there's people that are that have jobs, there's people that have, have their own ventures, and there's quite a mix. And in terms of uh, sectors of sectoral experience and skills, it's it's quite general. It, but technology is strong because I think it's because of my network, uh, probably. Yeah, I think that that kind of fits into the self, uh, you know, self-employed kind of dig- if you're if you can work digitally. Um, so like, it's a it's an interesting business that you came from as well. You mentioned that the the marketing agency kind of space that the, the bar- barriers to entry are so low. And it's I've always been kind of fascinated with this ever since I w- started working in HubSpot because we work with a lot of partner agencies. We actually, I was, I was told today, we've got 3,000 marketing agencies that are our partner. 3,000. Isn't that, I, I was, I was mind-blowing. Um, so I work with different types of partners, more uh, technical, um, but... Would you say if there's young people in there that they're they're doing marketing practice and smart or whatever? Would you recommend that, or if you if someone okay, maybe like you said, it is uh, it is pretty crowded. Um, so if you couldn't turn there, change their mind, w- would there yeah. be kind of niche or anything that you'd be looking at, or is there anything that's exciting in that space anymore? Or? Uh, well, it, I I wouldn't encourage people to go to to try and do something that I'm trying to get out of, yeah. you know? So, but I do think if they're at a different stage in their career, um, if you've got marketing degree and you know a little bit about digital marketing and you can get some money in from a business down the road, well, that's a journey I, I did. And I would say, go for it. Like, cause yeah. you get experience and you get a few quid. And even if you don't get paid, just get the experience. So for, by all, by all means, be, become a marketing consultant, um, for three months while you try and get a job Uh, or if it suddenly takes off you know uh, brilliant but do do keep your options open and it's all about getting those skills getting that experience building your network and whatever way you do that um i'd say go for it okay and when you when you're doing the digital marketing you mentioned that the you had some big brands how did how does the kind of top of funnel work there? Is it a networking game? Do you, is it kind of, you got to get out there and meet people or is there like tenders where you kind of pitch for business? What's the, yeah, what's yeah. The, there's the a like? public sector. Yeah. Public sector, there'd be tenders. Um, and there's, there would be a pitch, different pitches, um, through the, so that the bigger brands would have a pitch in RFI or an RFI. We didn't get invited to as many of those as I would like. Most of the clients that I brought in, some of the bigger ones, uh, would have been through um, networking. Um, Huawei was the most bizarre one. <clears throat> Huawei, we got a lot of work and we worked with them for six years in Ireland and the UK. It was the most successful client and it was, we got a huge amount of work with them. But I I was doing some door-to-door um, gifting, dropping some little gifts from Connector to some businesses in the Marion Square. And I recognized the Huawei logo because I had been at an event for Chinese, for the Chinese community previously. And I, re- I recognized that logo. And so this is about 2015, is it? Or maybe 2014. So it's quite a while ago. And I just went and knocked on the door and asked to speak to the marketing manager. And, and he came down <laughs> and um, he had a chat and he no, they weren't doing any marketing at the time. So he was had no visitors, he had no agencies talking to him. And um, we've, we, we hit it off with a good chat and I kept in touch with him. Next thing he sponsored the Huawei Snappies. And next thing he we became his agency and we beat core media um, radical in a pitch. And it just grew from there. And that, that was a huge turning point. I was just kind of going door to door with it, with unusual little gift for people. So the real world, you can't, you can't do it at the moment, but you can't beat it either. Um, when you are ballsy enough to go up and say hello to somebody and say, look at me and talk to them and try and um, 
try and engage with them and maybe have a bit of a connection and then maybe talk about business and how you might be able to help them, et cetera. So that's, that was, that was a huge uh, turning point for us as a business, that kind of, that freak um, instance where I recognized the logo and I said, I'm going to knock on that door. It's, I'd love to hear that the way it's, you can, you can pinpoint what the, what the turning point was like, cause, and it's, it's something that we've always said on the podcast as well is like, if you can, if you can talk to people that you don't know about what you're trying to do, that's the, that's the game. And it, it's people like I, I have a, a friend um, who is one of the, the brightest people I've ever met. Very, very bright person. Um, like masters in various things, you know, like, uh, like physics and finance, uh, you know, like he's very, um, yeah. uh, well-rounded there. And I was asking to like, I was saying I was doing, I started doing tech sales about five years ago and I was saying, this is great. You know, you're, you know, yeah. it's, it's fun. It's got good money. There's so much to, room to grow. Uh, you can always, you know, sell something that's cutting edge, you know, it's, it's great fun. Right. And I was like, you should come on, I can get you in here or whatever. And he was like, Luke, I can't speak to people that I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I've, I don't speak to people. I don't know. And I was like, that was the difference. And I go, then you actually can't do this. <laughs> do you know I mean? You're not going to be, yeah. uh, cause that's, a, that's the game. So it is something it, that's almost yeah. a skill or something that people need to push themselves out to if they want to have these kind of breaks. If the yeah. company is big enough though, you, yeah. you can actually employ yeah. somebody to do that for you. <laughs> oh, that's what I do. Is that what they, yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, everybody can't be good at everything. And um, it's obviously he's, he's got good talents and he needs to, if he's, but if he's thinking about, oh, I'm, I'm, I've got a great idea. I'm going to be a self-maker and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. My model will recognize pretty quickly that uh, actually you've got zero drive for things like this. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going to struggle. So it doesn't matter how good the idea is. You need the person to go and go knocking on the door, send that email, making that phone call because, um, and you know, you'll, you'll all know this. And that's, that's, the, that's what um, makes it, the difference between in, in, in making a sale and not making a sale and keeping the lights on. Absolutely. And there's a, a touch of, uh, of creativity in that, that a lot of people, I don't, don't think appreciate in the sales uh, process. If you can sprinkle a little bit of creativity there, it makes you completely different, whether that's sending people videos that are very bespoke for their business yeah. or yeah. it can be so anything, what, you know? Yeah. Yeah, what we did with um, with Huawei was an energy box. So it was a small little box. It had some little goodies in it, and it was uh, like there was um, there was a, a kind of uh, Red Bull. There was um, some little candies, etc. So it was like an energy box to deliver a little bit of sugar, you know, in the afternoon to keep you going. So it means that you're arriving with something. It had a, a nice little sticker on it, and it it, it meant you're. It was a little bit. It was creative enough. We did an awful lot better things later on, but it, but it did the trick because you're you know you're 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 immediately stand out by doing something different exactly. and offering something, and it's a talking point. And then once you're talking, you're winning because 100%. then you're chatting. You know, it's it's again, it's almost like skipping the queue as well. It's like saying, okay, I can call this uh, this guy's personal assistant over and over again who didn't ask yeah. for my call. Or yeah. I can just go give give them something nice. Um, I think. I, I just I was thinking about this the other day because I was talking to some of my partners uh, and their sales teams, um, and they're very yeah, very professional, let's say. Uh, and yeah. I think that there's room for unprofessionalism. Now, Mark, hear me out. I know Mark doesn't like this. I don't mean my usual spelling mistakes in the SharkPod copy. Um, <laughs> that that's something that I should work on. But what I what I mean is, sometimes people that are in sales or when they're trying to sell their idea, it's almost like they're hiding behind. It's like they're putting. I know what you're expecting of a salesperson. So I'm going to kind of give you that. And then if you're open to buying something, then we can start working. Um, but I was mm -hmm. thinking about this the other day, just one of my, uh, one of my prospect uh, companies that I'm trying to sell into, uh, he wrote something on LinkedIn um, that was really, I actually thought was really good. Um, so I wrote like an essay under it about why I think that it was. And then he got back to me. Now we're talking. I'm like, if I said, Hey, you know, I saw that you're on the website um, you know, we could, we do this X, Y, and Z. When can I get five minutes of your time? The thing yeah. he's going to, it's blocked straight away. Now we're, we're talking about vinyl, uh, records or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? but at least we're talking, he knows who I am. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's brilliant. So, That's not sweet. You're, li you're listening, you're engaging, you're being, you're, you're, you're not selling, Yeah. which, you know, which was great. So you, there's 10 out of 10. 
Okay, but I think I think the the message there for the the sharks out there is uh, to get after it and get creative. Um, yeah. But yeah. So one more thing, because we're like we're already on forty minutes. Mark Baker, we can absolutely <laughs> uh, you know go on here. But uh, we're t- we're talking about the 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 t-shirt stuff because me and mark have just got back well mark is a, a t-shirt business on the side as well um on amazon uh merch by oh, amazon yeah. um so mark's been doing that for a good while and he's got that built up we've started to build my account up as well and mark i got my first uh i got my check from december today for 125 euro and i'm like i know that's not a lot of money but it made me think I'm quitting my job. I'm going to do T-shirts full time. Mark, let's do this. Uh, but what was the? You were in Australia when you started the the T-shirt business. Was it? I was in Australia when I was called Con Man as a nickname. So then I came back and I had this idea: let's do some gangster type T-shirts and call it Con Man. So it was it was in Ireland and I started selling them. I, I had some friends who were designers in London and they kind of put together some anti-brand and gangster designs, and I started selling them in the Temple Bar markets, and it was. Baltic most of the time but I managed to shift some t-shirts and then I uh, had some online and I managed to get some of them to feature on the panel the TV show cool I had a Charlie High t-shirt um, who was a, the ultimate con man I think uh, <laughs> and it was a really cool t-shirt and um, I wore that in the audience in the panel TV show comedy show and then that that I got brought up on stage um, at the break and it's on YouTube it's hilarious so that, that that was a great PR stunt and so I had a few other PR stunts, good T-shirts with PR stunts that managed to, um, that were kind of um, cool at the time. But I just thought maybe I should really stick at the marketing and uh, try and stick with the business uh, experience that I had. And that's why I went in that direction. But I still have a soft spot for T-shirts. <laughs> I think so- Harry, HarryBaby.com, Jefferson, like they're doing Oh, yeah, they're fantastic. They've, they've nailed it, yeah. They've nailed, nailed it, it. Yeah. for sure. I got uh, someone sent my baby a, uh, a baby girl that says, no better Google. Hilarious. Do you know what I mean? Really delightful <laughs> stuff. They do a really good job. But there's there's something about that kind of T-shirt stuff. I don't know what it is. Is it because it's like instant creativity? You can just go do something and you can tap into that some sort of tribe and they're kind of saying, okay, this is what I like. It's kind of an eclectic thing, T-shirts, or at least they were at one stage. It's not how good the design is. It's actually how clever it is. It is. It's, you know? it's a weird thing. And I think and now with uh, Merch by Amazon, all you have to do is upload um, your design and they uh, print it, ship it, handle returns and just send you uh, not a huge um, not a huge royalty, but, you know, it's, it's better than nothing, you know? Yeah, I'll definitely be talking to you guys again about about that. That's something I do. I do have this feeling that I'm going to be doing something in t-shirts again pretty soon. Yeah, well, I think we're we're well. Well, I'm pretty pretty much an expert in in all that stuff. I I sit for my artwork, so I put my artwork yeah, on t-shirts and then sell through uh, yeah. a Printful, you know, which is on the back end yeah. of the website, and it's all print on demand, and it's oh, that's brilliant. As passive as it can be. The the actual the hard thing is actually just is the marketing part. You know, yeah. that's getting it out yeah. to the audience. I can yeah. I can set up a Shopify, no problem. Have it all linked up to all multiple products. Have it all passive, and then where's the audience? Yeah, that's yeah. the big, you know I mean? yeah. especially nowadays. I think it might that's be the hard part. Well, Amazon actually, you get around that with Amazon that you can actually yeah. they have the audience for you, but they don't let you have any email addresses or anything like that. That's yeah. the list yeah. that they keep from you. The I got a clever thing in the post actually. What did I buy? I bought yeah a little earpiece thing, and it's it had a little. A little thing saying um a little card saying you're something like you're a special customer you're whatever and i actually just email us at this address and you'll get a special uh gift so it was a way obviously they weren't getting my email address yeah, yeah. very clever yeah we need yeah. to yeah. we need to sort it out mark we need to get more clever around here um but the so connor we do have a uh you were coming up on that time again of the of the podcast where we do kind of, we do a, a rapid fire questions so obviously we wrap for answers but they're kind of like we have a look at these we look at all the different uh, uh guests that we have that come on and it's kind of contrast look. and compare as they'd say in english uh, uh paper two or whatever um <laughs> yeah. mark mark's got a list okay. there what do you think mark Okay, nice and easy at the start. What apps do you use the most on your phone? Um, I think I use LinkedIn. I use Instagram. Um, I need to open it up. Uh, Google for calendar. Google for for work. Um, OneNote. I think is pretty good. Spotify. Yeah, you know, I like Spotify. Um, and then some uh, Stitcher. Podcast. What's Stitcher? Again? It's a it's- podcasting app. 
Yeah, we're on Stitcher as well, Mark. Uh, I'm on distribution, uh, Connor, as you as you can see. Uh, we're on yeah. we're on Pandora. We're on uh, any, anywhere where you get your podcasts. Uh, we're uh, we're all over. Yeah. Okay. A few. Um, yeah. What's the best business idea you've never acted upon? Oh God. Um. There's. I I tend to. I tend to act on them, to be honest. Nice. You know, I, I've, I've got a bunch of them that are kind of middling and I, I leave them behind. Them away. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I had a, I had a great one that Mark taught me, uh, talked me out of back in the day. It was called executivesockclub.com and I had the URL and I was going to send, because I, do you know when you get a pair of socks and it, they're brand new, you feel like a millionaire walking around, do you know? And I was going to sales pitch. Yeah, and I was going to yeah <laughs> walking on clouds like so. I was going to set up a subscription business where you get thirty pairs of socks every month in the post. Yeah. <laughs> and Mark, okay. and Mark, uh, yeah. you know, luckily talked talked me out of that uh, before. I it was that. no, it was it was war, I think it was black work socks. You know, you get five pairs a month or something, so you could just because socks get lost. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I'm sorry. I think actually somebody might even have done it. It was based on the the Dollar Shave Club model. Yeah, I was trying to figure something out around there, but it didn't really pan out. But uh, not a lot of people wearing black socks anymore. Yeah, I'm not even well, wearing socks. Yeah. It's all flip flops <laughs> and underpants now. Hey, Mark, uh, what is what's next? Okay, um, okay. How much money is enough money? Enough is enough, you know. Um, whatever you need. Um, I'm quite a frugal. I, um, I've, I bootstrapped a number of businesses through the years, and I'm always. I'd sooner, like, I'd sooner skip a holiday. But this is like years ago. I might skip a holiday and put the money into getting a website built. Okay. You know, so it's. I'd sooner. I'd prior prioritize my my career and what I'm working on over you know, items in in life that you don't really need. You don't need a bigger car if you have a car. You just focus on what's going to what's going to help you in the longer term with your career and maybe as a longer term investment. The car Very thing good. is a weird thing. I think I've mentioned this Mark before, but Joe, like don't you see like a you know, some people with like a Mercedes S class or whatever. I'm always thinking, how much money do you have to be making a year to justify the hundred and twenty grand on that on that car? Do you mean I, when do you get to that? I think, yeah. A like, car is like, especially a really unnecessarily expensive car, is like the height of a waste of money, in my opinion. Like, I mean, <laughs> we, I have a nice car. Yeah, it's very, it's functional. Like, yeah. I didn't yeah, buy a really. brand new. I shaved about twenty grand off by buying a, you know, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. So yeah. little things, and then you see someone buying a brand new car. I've never done that. I've actually never bought a brand new car. It's an interesting yeah, thing. I think it's a status thing. Anyway, Mark, next. Anyway, um. Okay. Is it is it who you know or is it what you know? It's not. It's not. It's both. Yeah. So as as connect as connector as a connector, it was about. It was really about self fulfilling prophecy. I thought if I call myself a connector, I'm shy. I don't have a lot of connections. But by by calling myself connector, it's going to force me out there to meet more people. And it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. And now I have like 12,000 connections on LinkedIn. So that's what, who you know, but what you know, it's you really got to know your stuff. Like So yeah. it, it's, it's really both. So you're not going to get away with one, I think, unless you've got a good partnership. True, that's true. A, that's a good point. Um, if, if you could advise somebody to learn one skill, what would it be? How to learn. Interesting. I like that one, Mark. What do you think about that? If you can, how do you learn how to learn? <laughs> there's actually there's, well, there's books on it, is it? Like you could, or you can. Well, it's you learn how to learn. You learn how to, for example, pr- um, you you get the Blinkist app, which le- teaches you a book in 15, that, yeah. in fifteen minutes. There's product productivity game on YouTube, which teaches you a, gives you a sum- summary of a book in ten minutes. You know, you learn how to learn. You learn how to learn fast. You learn how to le- what to learn. So I think just um, you learn to read a book on the bus or when you've got 10 minutes waiting for a friend. It's really learning how to learn and learning, uh, grab, grabbing all those moments, but learning the right thing. I yeah. think that's, that, 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 that will let you go in any direction I, to, I learn, learn, to learn new things. I couldn't agree more, Connor. Like I recently I learned a new language a couple of years ago and not like I'm not a, a fluent or anything in, in, in there, but the... I figured out how 
how to do it and it's given me confidence to learn i feel like i can learn anything now i feel like i gotta break it down you know put in x amount yeah. of hours whether that's some learning a different software other than hubspot or learning um even another language that people actually speak i know mark said i was wasting my time with the irish and all that type of stuff um but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh my point is um that's a great that's a, a great thing to to kind of always be learning rather than stagnant Absolutely. you know mark Absolutely. we got we got two more questions here and then we'll let we'll let connor get back to his friday evening yeah, yeah well there's actually only well there's, there's there's one more okay okay one more. Uh, what what book would you recommend to the 18 year old connor oh god um having a quick look over there um oh yeah yeah what book it's it's a very diff um self makers self makers perfect it's your book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> available now at self makers so we'll put that in the show notes for sure right? yeah self makers.com yeah. we're gonna put it in the show blatant, notes anyway. blatant blatant uh plug Where do we... but no i just i just if i i do think that if i was trying to if they were wondering about their career and which direction to go and how to get there and try a few learn little things and try and you know if i could condense that's the idea if i can condense my knowledge which i think is 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 a book that didn't exist on the bookshelf you know so then like give it give it to them i'll give it to connor young connor jr and you know and take some 20 quid off him or whatever nice you know nice <laughs> i wish i could go back to 18 year old luke and really talk to him you know sit him down and say you know get going <laughs> but anyway so uh, we've got I think one he's more done, i think it, i think he's done great yeah he's, he's doing okay he's getting it together uh later on but uh it's that, Mar that mark fella oh my god yeah he's uh he's a renegade <laughs> he's uh does, he's, not, he's not speaking into the mic tonight i'm gonna have a word with him afterwards uh but we're mm -hmm. uh one more question would you prefer a t-shirt that looks like the one that mark has because we don't really have this one anymore oh, there's, there's a few different ones oh, there's a few different ones oh, so yeah. it'll look more like that so a t-shirt a shark pod t-shirt looks something like this we made a lot of merchandise right at the start before yeah, we yeah. the podcast we had yeah, I, I, I the like podcast. the one on you, Luke. I think okay. the, the, with, the, with the shark is, is very cool, yeah. Cool. We'll send was... you out a, a T-shirt or a mug. That was the kind of question. What would you prefer? I know you uh, like T-shirts. I love mugs. I collect mugs. So okay. I, I would love a mug. We're sending out a mug after this. Uh, Connor Lynch, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this evening. Um, Selfmakers.com. Uh, go there, get the book, get involved, go to with some of the events um, and just get your get your life together out there. Keep moving forward. <laughs>